Nope. Nice. Nice. They're thanking you. Never let them know your next move, man. Exactly. Never let them know. Signs of, life. Signs of life. We needed this. Yeah. But what, what's what's good, y'all? James, Rod, how y'all doing? I'm doing well, man. No complaints over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, it was a Memorial Day weekend, uh, like last weekend. So had a an extra day off. At least I did, and it was it was good. You know, saw saw some. Saw some good movies, uh, watched some shows, hang out with family. It was a good time all around. So, so what kind of food? Hold on, hold on, stop. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of food are we talking about here? Oh, this is the real question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we had some brats, some sausage, um, some burgers, beef, um, turkey burgers, you know, in case you can't eat meat or beef. Um, we had uh, some potato salad, classic. Um, my mother is from the south, so uh, you know it's it's that good potato salad, not that creamy shit. Um, and uh, what, let, let, let them know. Yes. Oh, of course, of course. And uh, and beans. Uh, you gotta have some beans with the potato salad as well. So it was a classic, I think, Memorial Day meal. I would say. Good stuff. Good stuff. What about you, Pretty James? solid. Oh man, I was working Memorial Day, so wasn't any type of super uh, special cooking going on. I was out at the hotel, so you know how that goes. But um, I did have some ribs. Came across the slab of ribs. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, baked potatoes. That was on the list too. That was pretty much it. You know, nothing too crazy. Just needed a little, little. Can't go wrong with the classics, man. That's that right. sounds fantastic. Oh, some homemade coleslaw too. Got to make the coleslaw. Ooh, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think, what are I? I think I think we did the same. I think we did like just like just generic. We had burgers, chicken. Um, uh, beans. Uh, mm-hmm. so I think someone someone made like pork and beef ribs. Mm. Um, and like I, so everyone was grabbing to go plates, and mm. someone went and saw me go into like the the kitchen closet and pull out one of those extra um, you know those uh like those aluminum foil like tub things that you sort of like you can like bake your like turkeys and shit in. So yes. I went, so I went and grabbed one of those, and that was my to go plate. Oh, are you serious? Uh-huh. That's what you bring the food in. I, I, that's how I take it out. <laughs> that's insane, bro. <laughs> All right. That's how Chris getting down. When my cousin saw me doing that, they're like, you know what? I ain't even mad at that. What was there any left after you were done? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm not that person to, like, grab everything, but I grabbed a, I grabbed a, a good enough bit where, like, that was, like, dinner for, like, about three days. Okay. Solid leftovers. Yeah, actually two days, two days. Yeah, and then, and, yeah, and then, and then last. Hmm. Those, those good stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say, did uh, any of y'all get any gaming done over the over the um the weekend? 
little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that is that might have been when I finished Horizon. It was either then or like right before that weekend. I, I didn't play like a ton of games, but but um, but when I did, it was to finish that, which I'm sure we're gonna get into shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do get into that though, just real quick, I want to talk about something for a second. Um, I want to mention Top Gun Maverick. If you have not seen Top Gun Maverick yet, you should run, not walk, to your nearest Dolby theater and go watch this movie. It's quite good. Is it? Is it? Yes. I've been hearing a lot of hype. Yes. But it's I've, quite good. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what if you're that person who has never seen Top Gun? It's okay. You can go in completely blind. Anything that you need to know from the original, they recap. So I actually watched the first for the very first time. I had never seen Top Gun before. So somehow, I mean, it was before my time. It was like, I think, mid 80s the very first time and um top gun and so, it, so for some reason it just like passed me in the culture like it just completely went over me and i just have never gone to take you know take the opportunity to see it and it was on netflix i think it actually just left as of may 31st so i don't think you can watch it on netflix anymore oh, um, of course. yeah it might be elsewhere i just i just haven't looked but um but yeah, I, I watched it and it was okay. It was fine. It was kind of fun. Extremely 80s. Probably the most 80s thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and so now I understand where all the parodies come from now with, with Top Gun because it, it makes sense. It's also extremely homoerotic. So if you are into that as well, um, Top Gun Maverick does not have any of that. Um, you know, a lot of people would probably say for worse. Uh, because that was extremely entertaining to see Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer uh, basically have what I discern to be romantic tension throughout most of that movie. Um, but it is, it's, it's, it's kind of fun, though. At the time, the first Top Gun was revolutionary for, like, the aerial footage that it shot. Um, mm-hmm. People, they hadn't really shot uh, jets like that or really many planes in that manner before. Top Gun Maverick kind of takes this to the, the next level. Uh, have you all ever been to a Dolby Cinema before? I haven't. Oh, I haven't. Okay, so they're exclusively inside of AMC's, and what they do is that they have what's called Dolby Atmos, and you guys have probably heard of of that, right? Like Dolby mm-hmm. Atmos, it's like the sound. Yeah. So um, they have each a, a theater comes equipped with Dolby Atmos and a, um, I think a, I want to say it's 8K. I'm not 100 sure, but it's using like I think their Dolby Vision technology, so it is crystal clear. Um, you know what? Now yeah. you mentioned, I think I have seen that before. I think I watched Batman that way. Okay, okay. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It's extremely immersive. Like, really, if there's like deep bass um, or anything like that, it usually rumbles the entire theater. Mm-hmm. So just um, imagine a movie like Top Gun Maverick, where you're dealing with like these these jet engines just basically fucking you up for like two hours. It's it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> And it is uh, practical. A lot of it was practically done. If you didn't know, Tom Cruise is actually a pilot in real life. Um, At this point, yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Yeah, what does that man not do? Um, But yeah, I I just wanted to shout that out because it surprised me of like just, I I expected it to be decent because I'd heard good buzz beforehand, but it was really, it blew me away with like how good it was. Like I actually was, you know, contemplating going again um, to see it. So um, yeah, it's just a a great summer blockbuster. If you've got like, you know, uh, it's a good dad movie. I feel like like your dad is probably gonna like it. So it's like um, a Father's Day recommendation. 
Yes, 110%. I'm not saying that women can will not enjoy this movie. There are plenty of things. Uh, that's not what I'm saying at all. But mm-hmm. um, but then, back then in the 80s, like that was like the stereotypical like dude flick. Um, like that's, and I think this, this is absolutely like you, like go sit down with, with your dad. Like go take him to it. I think it's, uh, I mean, contemplating taking mine to it. So it's, it, it's, a, it's a good time. It's a good time. So yeah, that's Top Gun Maverick. I I I feel like that movie was like uh like teased for like a minute. Like I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thought it came out already at some point, but then started seeing the trailers again for it. So I was mm-hmm. so so it's finally out now and, and it's great. So I guess I guess I can see it. That's uh I haven't I haven't been to the movies in a, I haven't been to the movies in a minute, but at the same time at the same time, uh I heard that a case of monkeypox hit Atlanta. Mm. So Oh yeah. Lord. Are you serious? <sighs> Yep. Uh, today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have nothing. Left. We we in here again. Let's get it, y'all. <laughs> See you in a couple years. <laughs> I'm gone. Yo, when 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 are we gonna be able to to finally do a, a, a should I play that live? I mean, I was down for it. Yeah. But now they got yeah. monkeys running around up there. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I will stay. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. No, no, it's one place that you can't like get fucked up by world viruses. That's, that's where's that? That's video games, y'all. So let's talk about let's talk about what we've been playing. <laughs> uh, James, what you been playing, man? So speaking of catching things, um, oh. I spent the last week catching feelings. Oh, okay. Emotions, oh. if you will. Um, I I took Ryder's recommendation. I've played Life is Strange: True Colors. Finished it. Uh, what? Oh, two days ago at this point. Hmm. I gotta say, man, you might be onto something. <laughs> you you might have gotten robbed from last year's game of the year. Oh, I, I know we mentioned it, but I think he might have been there. Yeah, we we mentioned it. I, I think I was I think I was the one to uh, eventually kill it. Um, I think Chris was actually the one offering the olive branch at that point. He was like, he, mm-hmm. it, it could make it, but nah. Um, but I, so James, this is this is your first life is second. Oh, second, because you played the first one. Yes, I played the first one. I haven't okay. played the spinoffs or the um, the second. Okay, and you would like this one? Yeah. Okay. I think it was it was um, it was comfort food. Mm. That's what it felt like for me. It was like a, a video game comfort food. I was ready to come home after work, sit down for like a couple hours, and just like work my way through the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, if you guys have listened to this before, you know Life is Strange at this point. Um. Basically, kind of like a visual novel, semi-open world, decision-based game, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I was unsure how they were gonna handle the use of emotions as a power. But it was able to give like this um, this interesting way of of visualizing perspective that I wouldn't mm-hmm. have expected before in a game. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. So like, um. I don't want to spoil. So let's just say the first time she really like interacts with that power, it's to uh, understand someone's fear. And so to finally like, and then when you like to see the world the way that they see it, and then it's not just like the way you expect it. It was just a really cool way to like, okay, yeah, I understand. This would be tough for anybody to deal with if this is what you were seeing, mm. no matter what it actually is in real life. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to really empathize with the characters. And I think that's cool in this kind of uh, environment. I completely agree with you. Like that, that was not something I was expecting when, like, I, I wasn't expecting to handle it so well. Mm-hmm. I was very, I was very um, 
wary when they announced this thing. They were like, I was like, wow, they're they're really getting away from the superhero stuff, which in in theory was cool. But I was just like, how are you going to handle empathy as a power? Like, what what are you truly going to do with that? So yeah, I I, I agree with you totally there. No, I was going to say like it it shows that if you sort of like put yourself in someone's perspective. Like it'll, it'll really, it'll literally like shift your reality. Uh, Cause some, sometimes some like two different people can like look at something and see two completely different things. It's just like their point of view. Yeah. And this game mm-hmm. is like, like you said, it does a great job of uh, having you see that through people's like different emotions. So like if someone's like really angry, like you, like you, uh, the, the character sort of like draws from that anger and sort of emulates that, which like I don't, I don't know if I could like. She's like the uh, essentially she's like the like the ultimate empath. Like she she mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. feel how people are feeling. Sort of like use that to sort of like gauge how she's gonna interact with people. I think yeah, it, it was okay. it was definitely different. I I would want to see more of it honestly. I'm just curious whatever situation she could get into and like resolve using that power. How long did it take you to finish it? Mm, maybe like 10 hours or so. Maybe like a couple hours per chapter, seems like. Yeah, that's right. I, t- I was about three hours per chapter, um, and I believe there's five, so it took me almost 15 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, w- I only played like one chapter a day, though, so uh, I kind of spread it out. And that's usually how I play these games. Um, Chris, did you ever go back and play more of this? In between the last time we recorded, I, I listen. I'm back in the swing of like production mode for a bunch of like different things. So mm-hmm. Okay. Last time, we, last time we did an episode, what we felt like yesterday. Yeah, I, I only ask. I, w- I only ask because um, James, if you could, without like revealing anything, mm-hmm. I, I just would love to hear your reaction about chapter three. Oh, chapter three is um it's almost like that tonal shift i suppose that i that you weren't expecting in the game that that nice way of uh coming up for air and changing up the formula i loved it mm. um it just kind of it's it twists the genre i don't want to spoil too much more besides that but just like twisting mm. the genre into something fun and really paying off all this hype that's been built up the first two chapters well executed i liked it a lot yeah yeah, totally with you on that. Like, I, it blew me away. I couldn't believe like how how far and how much they committed to mm-hmm. the bit. Like, I I just couldn't believe it. And, and it really does play exactly what you say. Like, it, it's a complete shift from what you've been doing before, but completely makes sense within the context of the story at that moment. Right. And God knows you need it because those last two chapters can get kind of heavy. So what? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a nice um, breather calm before the storm, basically. Uh, No pun intended. So my is really good about that, too. I've noticed it lulls you into that sense of security and it's like, ha ha. No, Wanda's here. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) I I did not uh, think about that, but that is a very good comparison like like wow yeah they really do and they do that off the bat in uh in life is strange too uh to the point where it's like what the hell is happening right now but did it so really? yeah i would say it's probably the most jarring out of all of them uh the thing i think oh go ahead I, I, was, I wonder if it's on game pass i might check that out 
I think at some point it was where they gave them away for games with gold or, or something. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could sort of look through your, um, you either have, you, you probably have it free somewhere. I think they've given it out for free. I'm sure yeah, I do on, somewhere. On some, yeah. On, on different platforms. Maybe, maybe you I, can see. Yeah, I I think you can I think you could play chapter one completely for free, and I think you could totally play that one and see if you would like it or not. Um, mm -hmm. If it emotionally destroys you, um, which it probably would at the at the end, you could you could go at your own discretion from there. <laughs> uh, but uh, the thing I think about True Colors, and I think we talked about this last week too, mm -hmm. the strongest part to me was just the character of Alex. Like she was to me, the strongest protagonist that this series has ever had. Um, some people might say, oh my God, Chloe. And Chloe's great, but I mean, Alex to me is like the most full version of any of these characters. She's not a blank slate, even nope. though the game kind of, it, it lets you sort of play her how you want, almost in like that Horizon uh, Forbidden West style that we sort of talked about. But I think they take it a step further because they define Alex so well in this game. And I really got a sense of like, who she was throughout my journey in this game. Mm -hmm. So question, um, if I'm playing Alex to be like a certain weight, will certain characters interact with her differently? So I kind yeah. of, mm -hmm. I don't think, maybe not in the way you would expect, but yes. Okay, because I mean, that's, that's sort of how I wanted, uh, I don't know, I felt like that's what the game was somewhat like doing a little mm -hmm. bit but like like i said last week i'm still in chapter two um so i don't know well we'll see i damn i i i gotta get i gotta get more time to play games and i'm probably not probably i'm going to start streaming like just regular gameplay stuff on this channel um either mm -hmm. here or back on the twitch page but um yeah, I think I think I gotta trick myself into playing video games. <laughs> and, and turn it into work, and you'll do it. <laughs> well, so, so, so that was great about doing this stuff is that for me, it doesn't feel like work because I love it so much. I love, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like 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 being able to just talk about this stuff with you guys, putting it out there on the internet, uh, having just conversations with people. Like the amount of times I've been able to talk about a video game, um, like be like based on what we talked about on the episode and so on in like real life being like, hey, yo, I actually listened to that, like that, that episode and your hot take was completely wrong. This is exactly, <laughs> this is the way you should, you should look at these type of things. I'm like, hey, listen, say it in the comments. Just keep it in the comments. Keep it in the comments? Yeah. Don't bring it to me in the streets? Don't, don't bring it to me in the streets. <laughs> okay. That's fair. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to jump back into this game. I really um, think you should, man. Yeah, and this is and I and like you said earlier, this is definitely that type of game that if you want to sort of kick back and relax, this is that is that type of game. Like there's uh like they're they're I'm not gonna say stressful moments, but like they're like there there are moments that are gonna keep you engaged, but then they're like it's it's sort of like the like the hills and valleys and everything like that. So mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the decisions on there, it was like, oh. Like I didn't expect this really be thinking about it this hard. But, uh... Yeah, and, and those didn't hit me. I'll be honest, James. Like some of those decisions didn't hit me until I think the middle of the game. Because the first couple chapters, I was like, okay, every, all the decisions that they're asking up to this point has been have been very, uh, it, to me, pretty cut and dry. And I wanted to play a certain way, and mm -hmm. they were totally letting me do that. And it wasn't until um, I was talking to 
the uh, little kid's mom. There was a yep. decision in there. Yeah, that was the first one where I was like, ooh. Let me, let me pause real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to actually think about this for a second. Like, before I was just kind of clicking. And that was very irregular. Like, usually Life is Strange games are good at getting me to, like, really be conflicted about decisions and i just didn't get that until that moment and then mm -hmm. from there there are a few other decisions later on that are also equally um uh, troubling so now, i want to make sure are we talking about front or back of the shop the back okay yeah the front was easy i was like yeah okay front okay although i did pause for a half a second on i did the front. too because yeah, even now i'm yeah. so kind of like i don't know maybe I, maybe i made the wrong decision yeah yeah, I still moved with conviction. I chose it, and I was like, "All right, we're going. We're good. We're good." But okay. then when we went to, when we went to the back, though, it was a different story. I was like, "Oh shit, hold on." Okay. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but I'm glad. I'm really glad that you enjoyed it, James. Um, I'm too. I'm glad I decided yeah. to go for it. Shout for out to sure. Game Pass. I was about to say, and, and how did and how did you play this game? <laughs> were, were you able to access and play this game? Only in the best value for gaming: Xbox Game Pass for PC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, check is in the mail. Check is in the mail. All right. But moving on, um, that's really all I've been playing. I jumped back into Mass Effect after I finished. Not too much progress over there. Actually, you know what? No. I've finished up some of the DLC in Mass Effect 1, Pinnacle Station, wrecked all those times. Get at me. And um, yeah, I'm then moving through the story after this. Mm. So I hope y'all nice. be done with one and on the two by the next show. Sweet. Yeah, you're moving. You're you're trucking along. Yeah, I don't try and staying out in, in one too long. Like it's fun to get the thing established, but they're better games out. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You get to you get to play two now. Two is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Speaking of two, Roddy. Oh, what, you been playing? what a nice transition. Um, so I finished Horizon Forbidden West. We talked quite a bit about this last week, um, but I just wanted to kind of finalize my thoughts on this, kind of put a stamp on it. Um, and I largely feel similarly to how, you know, we talked about it last time. Like my core issues do not change really. Um, but I did get to see the conclusion of the story after about, I think I put 70 hours in this total. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but that was also with me doing a lot of the side stuff, too. So um, if you were to just blitz through the main mission, I think it would probably put you at about 15 hours or so. It's not very long if you just go through that that main narrative. Um, but I was just occupied with doing all the side quests and then some of the side activities, like the melee pits and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, so the cauldrons and the tall necks. So, and I did actually, I tried to explore a little bit, but man, nothing scratches that itch like Elden Ring, man, I swear. Like every time I play an open world game for the rest of this year, like that's probably all I'm gonna think about is damn, why don't I want to explore this like I wanted to explore Elden Ring? Um, so, mm. but like that's a that's a good point because there's a there's a game that we're gonna talk about later that I I feel like certain open world games like um Elden Ring like it it's elevated that that open world uh like just gameplay and so like I think Breath of the Wild was like that big game for well I think Skyrim was bit was that big game for like the longest mm -hmm. um you could sort of. I guess argue that like maybe one of the last couple of Assassin's Creeds have been pretty like I think Origin was it Origins that people really liked that was like yeah. up there for a lot of people so I, I think well, that's like another like up their game 
but I don't know. There's some, there's something about like an open world where like if I can't if it's not fun going from like place to place or like that gameplay loop doesn't sort of like hook me in immediately. I don't know. Like I I can't really get into it because I think this is. Horizon, like, for me, is the only game I sort of, like, touched in the last week. And I don't know. I'm almost ready to sort of shelve it. How much more did you play? Just a little bit, but it's it's sort of like I I did, like, a couple of side missions that, um, that you get in that, I guess, that first city where, like, they open up, like, the merchants and everything like that. Um, Chain scrape? Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm doing, okay. I'm doing some of the, the some of the side quests and I don't know, it's not it's not hooking me in. Um g- you didn't do Death's Door yet though, right? No, not yet. Do do, do Death's, Death's Door. Door. Yeah. Yeah, just just I would you say gotta get dr- up the first area. Yeah, yeah. So follow James's advice. I would say go ahead and just drop anything you're doing right now and just mainline story until you get to oh, death's door. I, th- I, I was about to put the headphones down and just <laughs> just walk. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, once you get to, to that, um, then decide whether or not you. I, I would say it's fair to drop the game after you get to that mission. Explore a little bit because the game will. It has like two or three different openings. It's really weird. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 it's it, there's a lot of like starts and stops with it. It's the Go same ahead. problem the first game had. It's the intro was just like I don't know. It just it loses you. You know what? You know what spoils what spoiled me as like just a gamer in general hmm. is that if a game doesn't open up in like a spectacle or in a way that sort of like hooks me in, and like I specifically think of like. Sonic Adventure 2. Or like he's like, listen, listen, hear me out. Hear no, me out. Listen, hear I'm me out. I'm upset because I was I was out. thinking you were going this way. Go ahead, continue. Yes. So the, the, I, I need a game to like pull me in and like like sort of give me like a taste of like what's to come and have like a bomb ass soundtrack. But besides mm-hmm. that, like I, I need I need I need it to like sort of like get me in the mood to like actually like play the game. I, I I I think this game has a problem of doing doing a lot of like story and then letting you fight a couple dinosaurs and then throwing mm-hmm. like another like hour of like cutscenes at you. No, you're right. I think it, it's it's too start and stop. Yeah. Yeah. Rod's like this motherfucker talking about Sonic Adventure two one more time on this fucking no, but there's show. There's a reason. It's it's just like like literally out of the millions of games you could have used that comparison for. I it's just funny that it's Sonic Adventure two. You're not wrong. You're Listen, not exactly wrong. Sonic Adventure two that was a banger of an open opener like that. Like it, that's that's how you start your games. Mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure yeah, one, Ethan. Yeah, that killer whale run. Killer whale. Is that the first thing you do in that game? I thought you fight chaos is the like the first thing you do in that game. Where he's yeah, like, yeah, that's the now end. it's rad or something. Like he's on the building like Batman or something, and he's like, mm-hmm. you guys remember that? Yeah, you remember this more yeah. than I do. I know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I yeah, I, I feel you, Chris. I do feel you. Um, it, this this game does not start like that, and it has like three of those kind of starts. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say after the Death Door mission, it was when the game actually begins. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, James, on this, but I think you have to do maybe one more main mission before, like, you get a hub, like an actual hub. Yeah, you're right. Um, if I, Wait, When what? I first started playing the game, 
it was, I was watching like before you buy or right before you play games or whatever. General consensus was like do like the first thirteen story missions and then start to explore, because by then the games opened up the way you need to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which one you're on now, Chris, but try get the thirteen, and then start. I, I guess. See if you feel any better about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing is like like I I'm not. I'm not even saying like this is a bad game and that's kind of what's frustrating about it is that there are good elements in it and things that I actually really like and enjoy but it's it's muddled in a bunch of of crap to me it's it's it seems like it's muddled in a bunch of stuff like they're they're almost like working against their uh, against their own fun mm-hmm. um and players I think want to have their fun a little quicker than like the first you know I don't want to tell somebody hey it gets great after 10 15 hours like you know so, um, he, so here's the question then: mm-hmm. Do you think Horizon would work better as like an Uncharted style game? I have one hundred percent. I said that in the first game. I was like, this did not need to be open world, really. Mm-hmm. Like that's not where, at least in my opinion, like I just didn't. I didn't have fun with the game in that way. Right. I had fun following Aloy and her her buddies and like that whole story. Like that's where I had my fun. And the combat was cool. Like I had fun enough with that. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's where it was good for me. I 110% in behind that. Like if they wanted to just go straight up to action adventure, um even like a quasi God of War style thing where right. God of War is like I, I it's like quasi open world. It's not like a, you know, Ubisoft type thing. It's like, it's very guided in that sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I would even take something like that, you know? I think I'd prefer that too. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised more games haven't aped that style of game. Instead of trying to do like the huge open worlds all the time. See, but that's the problem is that now that, now that Elden Ring has like, blown up the way it has and everyone at this point seems to be making their either Elden Ring slash Breath of the Wild type clone mm-hmm. we're just going to see more of these games we're going to see more of these open world games I don't know, uh, I don't know how speaking I feel, of which I don't know how, how I feel about that Yeah, mm. I, do, I do agree with you Chris I think people are going to take the wrong lessons from Elden Ring and not actually understand why it was so successful mm-hmm. so they'll just be like oh okay they just want a uh an ethereal like style open world where like we're not going to tell you anything deliberately and like okay go have fun and not really comprehend the the minute details of that gameplay system and why people were so compelled to explore it you want to want to know what game i think is about to do that what sonic frontier sonic frontier Oh boy, let's 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 go ahead and ju- let's jump into this. Let's talk about let's let's talk. Well, actually, no. Before we do that, um, Rod, did you have any like what were your like closing thoughts on Horizon? Oh, Horizon. Um, I feel like I said a lot of them to you actually. Like, definitely try it. Um, it's a gorgeous game. Gorgeous game. Um, somebody asked me to rate it. I really don't know if I want to do that publicly right now, <laughs> just because like maybe ask me uh, during game of the year. Like, you know, maybe I will have a. It's not like super high though, but it's not low. Like this is an above average game in my opinion. Is this that this is, is your twenty twenty two Ratchet and Clank? Uh, I had more fun with Ratchet and Clank. I think yes. Like ultimately, I think I had more fun with that game. And and it, again, Ratchet and Clank is not a game I disliked. Right? Like I liked mm-hmm. that game quite a bit. I think their problems are two different things. In fact, I actually like the style of Ratchet's gameplay 
and that's that's actually close to what James was suggesting. Like, if Horizon was more of a, you know, it doesn't have to be straight up a corridor shooter, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, put some ability in the player's hands to, like, maybe hop levels, that sort of thing, make it more of a focused, guided, linear experience, I would be okay with that. Too, too often, I think, uh, players conflate linearity with, um, with poor quality. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case, really. Um, yeah, that's not the case at all. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree. Like some of the best stuff is linear. All the Marvel movies that everybody loves, they're linear adventures. All for everyone's favorite book is linear. Like it it's okay to move in a specific direction. That's how you get a clear vision. Yeah. I mean we've all I think we're all uncharted fans. Like, you know, we we like the franchise. Um mm-hmm. and that those are straight up like the developers are gonna take you on a journey. Um, you know, The Last of Us, same deal you know that sort of thing there's plenty of these character action games that are successful um so i think my final word on on horizon 2 is a disappointing sequel um it could have been better in in some of these regards but there are there are still some things worth checking out in it it's certainly worth a shot i think if you've got a ps5 at the moment it's not like we're drowning in games right now so like if you have the time and the money to spend on it like try it out i think you'll like it um maybe <laughs> um and I, you at least get 10 to 15 hours of in before you decide to throw in the towel i think um or you could put in 70 like me because you had to isolate for half a week um and it's pr- pretty good for a mind waster or a time waster if you need that so um yeah that's where i think i'm at right now okay i mean that's fair enough i all right so i'm gonna give the game another shot i'm gonna i'm gonna consciously like try to play some this week and 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 I'll I'll try and get to this death store level. And this 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 level better be fucking banger, okay? Like this thing this this better be what story wise, yes, yeah, story wise, yeah, yeah. That's when the story actually like begins. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and the game does as well. The game will open up a bit to you, um, yeah. I, I think it will fit that bill. I mean, let's keep your expectations in check. I don't want you to think like the world's gonna blow up or some shit, and like the entire status quo changes of the game, like. That's not going to happen, but at least the story gets more focus. You'll get a hub, and you'll get more direction, at least as far as, like, what to expect. If you put in a few more hours after that and you don't like it, maybe maybe it's time to shelve it. Okay. So let's let's jump into the news. Um, we're going to go ahead and, like we were saying before, let's start off with Sonic uh, Frontiers. Uh, Sonic mm-hmm. Frontier. Um, James, I'll, I'll have you start. So I watched the whole seven minutes, and um, it, the the thing that kept like ringing in the back of my head is this reminds me of like a UE demo. Yes, it, it didn't mm. feel like a full fledged game. Mm. I don't know. That's really it's like it sounds mean, and it kind of is. But um, I, yeah, I think it runs to that problem you were just talking about, Roddy, of taking the lessons from Elden Ring, but the wrong ones. So. From the beginning of the game, you get dropped into the huge open world, but it's literally just an open field. That's what it, the whole level amounts to. And there's a bunch of just randomly placed Sonic items. Um, the rings, the spring pads, the rails, it's all there, but it doesn't feel like it makes any sense. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of just dressing for the sake of dressing. So I'm still not 100% sure what, I'm, what, he, what he was supposed to be doing. He just kind of ran from one end of the field to the other, broke a couple boxes. Which I feel like in these type of games, like I said, these Breath of, Breath of the Wild type open worlds, like that's what mm-hmm. they want the player to do. They want the player to like be in this open world, literally do whatever you want, puzzle solve, fight enemies. 
Um, you know what the biggest issue I had with this this gameplay trailer? Hmm. Uh, Sonic is slow as shit. Why is it that at some point I'm gonna try and like fast forward the video? But why is it at some point Sonic's like running in the field and like they're trying to give you that sense of speed, mm-hmm. and and I guess they're trying to be dramatic, so like a seagull starts like running, like, yeah, flying, it, flying. It does the head. Ghost of Tsushima joint. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> why is this sea? Why is this seagull keeping up with keeping Sonic, up with Sonic, the Hedgehog? It makes no sense. Yep, taking the wrong mechanics, and I was hoping it was gonna lead him to somewhere, but it doesn't. Unless, or he never followed it, I guess, to the right spot. But it shows up like three different times while he's running across and it doesn't amount to anything. Yeah. I don't know. The sen- mm. Like, so for a game like this, my, like, like I said, this, that sense of speed isn't really there for me. Here we go. This right here is stupid. Like, how, how, is, how is it keeping up with Sonic? It makes no sense. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like, I don't, I don't, I think they have to, they have to like amp up the speed. I feel like he's, uh, like they like they have those moments where like he's using like the speed boost and you can somewhat feel it, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't I don't know I I I don't think like that sense of speed is there and then I'm sort of like I know this is just like a, a like a, a like it's like a, a a gameplay like is a teaser or like a, a they they're trying to just show off a little bit right now, but mm-hmm. I I don't know. I like the the enemy placements sort of didn't like make sense. Like it sort of didn't really. So, so it just it just screamed really generic. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, the speed wasn't a problem for me, and in fact, I would actually say that the reason why they probably did that, and this is speculation, I don't, I don't know shit, but um, I, I feel like they did this because of all the platforming, because this this is what this game looks like right now as a platformer to okay. me, um, and they they've made Sonic speed not f- blisteringly fast because they need opportunity and time for the player to be able to slow down, to be able to actually, you know, hurdle over the obstacles or whatever, maneuver properly without like making the player feel like they're not in control. Um, Like in similar instances, we brought up Sonic Adventure earlier in the show. Like um, there were a lot of sequences in those games where you just kind of push up on the thumbstick and Sonic just goes really fast and the camera pulls back and you don't really have control. You're just, sort of watching him move really quickly and there's nothing wrong with that inherently mm-hmm. but that's my speculation as to why the speed is the way it is my my problem with this game is uh well first of all i actually like the music in this like that's the let me say i actually kind of like the vibe like kind of like the vibe that is going for it's different and i like the more like this sort of um it's like future, but it's like ancient future almost, like uh, like a Horizon type thing, right? Like, like the future tech that they find is actually like, or what they think is the past is actually the future. It kind of gives like that mix of era that I really think is kind of cool, and I like the music in this. So those are the things that I like, and also I, I don't think it looks half well. I don't think it looks great, like like graphically, but it doesn't look awful. Like I I, I thought like is, I I think Sonic himself looks looks all right you know um so those are the things i actually really liked in this um everything else like the actual moment to moment gameplay looks really problematic to me and i think part of it is because it sonic doesn't look like he feels right to me like i don't have my hands on the controller uh obviously but it looks like his 
momentum something's wrong with that and like the his the physics the way that he's moving like yeah. um that that part where he's moving up the what is that it's like uh it's like one of the ruins and he's like magnetized to it that or something wall yeah, yeah yeah like his speed is not only cut like abruptly short there but it's like i don't really know when the momentum begins and ends and it's very jarring to me i think at, um, i think at one point like he starts like climbing the wall and then like just goes off into a run is that what you're talking about yeah. yeah 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 exactly so i think sonic has always felt the best um in his i mean I'm, i won't lie like other than the 2d games but i think he's felt pretty good in his adventure games barring like all the graphical glitches and shit like that that would happen in those games i think like he felt pretty decent in that particular space mm -hmm. and ever since then they've made him like light They've made him really light, and like the the slightest flick would send him like flying in a direction that you may have not intended. Um, like you know, a character that sort of deals with speed really well. Um, because I was just playing earlier was actually like Lucio from uh, Overwatch. Uh, that's character that deals with speed like I think pretty well. Mm -hmm. um you know when lucio is speeding up you know when he's slowing down um he his momentum actually carries him further the physics feel like it actually is like uh inherent to that world and, and inherent to only to him i think sonic should feel like that and it doesn't seem like he feels that way it's a little bit of maybe of a silly criticism to make because i'm not actually playing it but that's just what it looked like from what i could see yeah. That's a fair assessment, though, because I would I could agree. It definitely seemed like something was not quite right. Um, you know, I was trying to figure out what would be a good way to handle it too, because speed seems to be an issue with like Sonic games in general, and getting that feel right. But I think about games that handled that kind of thing really well. Um, to me, Infamous First Light was really good with handling speed. Um, the Saints Row. Oh, the, was it the um, fourth one? Yes, Saints Row Four. Yeah. Yeah. Because they gave you superpowers and you could run up the sides of buildings. It all felt so seamless. Yeah. So something like that, I think, would be cool. Yeah, Jet Set Radio Two, I think, does really well with speed and momentum. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like really grounding you in physics. Specifically, that first game uh, grounds you a lot in physics. Yeah, like uh, I totally agree with you. Those are great examples, James, too. And I think maybe maybe this is a really early look at this game we don't know when it's coming out we presumably what this year right i think so that it give us a date i don't think yeah they, they haven't given us a date i i i wouldn't be too surprised if this is like early 2023 mm, okay yeah i <sighs> You know what else is actually really funny is i in these type of games I, i'm always wondering like why are there rails here why are there like why are there platforms this is like kind of a more of a silly critique but but why are there like ramps speed ramps that seemingly only sonic, sonic can use, use right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> behold this this customly made deserted island just for you sonic <laughs> yeah that kind of cracks me up but um yeah i i think they've got an interesting idea here i i just i i just i don't know about the execution right now um it doesn't really seem like they've succeeded there. I've seen a lot of people say that they dig this, and that's cool. Like, I'm happy for them for that. But um, 
I don't know. It doesn't look terrible to me. Like, I, I'm not looking at this going like, oh, it's god-awful. Sonic Team, you fucking are terrible. Um, no, it's just like, ah, it's just something feels off to me. It it, it definitely is screaming like tech demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, we, shame. We'll, we'll be seeing more of it um, throughout this month from IGN. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know, maybe getting a sense of like what Sonic's mission is in this game or what's going on might help out a little bit. Um, I don't know. We'll, 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 I guess we'll, we'll see with what they want to preview from this game, but I don't know. I, I think the idea of like an open world Sonic game, like I was excited, but um, I don't know. After seeing this, I've, I've sort of like tempered my expectations. So I'm not going to completely write it off. Uh, Maybe like the like the moment to moment. Maybe some of the like the side quests in this might be fun. Yeah, and that's maybe... what I was about to say. We have to see more of that. We didn't even see a map or anything. Exactly. Right. So yeah, that, that's that's I guess at that point that's what I would want to see is just like what, what is else there? is yeah, there? Yeah, what else is there? Because we, I mean, they typically just kept us in like that coastal area. Uh, we didn't really see too much. Can I ask you guys something? Um... So, and then I'm, I'm asking this completely seriously, I'm not being facetious here, but like, what are your expectations for a good Sonic game in 2022? Sonic, That's actually a really good question. Sonic Adventure 3. <laughs> okay, understood. What would that look like, though? That's more what I'm getting at, James, yeah. Okay, so to, to me, I think that's... Uh, I I would want them to stick to like to to the level the level. I would want them to I mean even go back to having a a, a dark mode, uh, uh, light mode, and like the mix. Like I I wouldn't be mad if they if they did that if they completely rinsed and reused that. I'd be I'd be happy with that. But for me, what, what do you mean by that? Like is it like a hero selection? Like yeah, so sort, oh, yeah, okay. so sort of like that. Um, uh, but like the biggest part though is going is gonna have to be like how. The characters sort of move just the actual gameplay if it is it buggy is it you know smooth like i think that what they have to do now is just figure out figure out an engine that works for the game and just stick with mm-hmm. it i feel like every other sonic game is is they're trying something different i feel like they're they're taking ideas throwing it out a wall and seeing what sticks so is is there a franchise now or a, a type of like uh, movement system that you think, or engine would work really well for Sonic that you can think you know, of, or would it have to be? You know a what they need to do? Thing? We need Sonic Generations Two. How about that? That's my answer. That's my final answer. Sonic Generations Two. That's my. That's the Sonic game I want to see. Mm. Exactly what they did. We have the the best of both worlds. We have the two D. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the three. We have the the three D Sonic where the I think like that Sonic Colors like engine that they were using that that worked. Mm. Yeah, Sonic Colors was pretty dope. Okay, I I did not have an answer to this, by the way. I, I truly do do not know what it takes at this point. Like, I don't know what Sonic Team needs to do mm-hmm. to make like a really good one of these. But I mean, I did enjoy Sonic Generations. Was that a Sonic Team thing too? Um, pretty I sure. Don't know. Okay, yeah. So I guess that's like probably the last thing that I played from them that was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, okay. Yeah, man, I have no idea. But that's the weird thing, right? 
Because like everybody loves Sonic, but how do you really make a good game for him? We, I'm saying we have that, and we honestly have that answer in the Sonic Generations. Why haven't they made another one? That's the real question. That's a good question. I don't know. Did it? Sell I well? really wish. I I thought it did. Um, I don't have any figures in front of me, but I I thought that it did well for them. And Sonic Mania did really well for them, and they didn't even they didn't even. But make that wasn't that. even they, them. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, they had a hand in canceling that, unfortunately. So that's the rumor, anyway. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, um, like we said, Sonic Frontier gameplay is on IGN. Uh, check them out throughout the month to uh, see more gameplay from them. Uh, but we had, we also got another trailer to drop uh, today. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer two came out, and let's see. Let's, let's Rod. You saw the trailer. You come on. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. What you think? Uh, it's it's Pokemon, man. It's more Pokemon. But you know, there is one thing that I will say that actually, because this was the one. This was the one where I was like, okay, you know, fool me once, all right, fool me twice, you motherfuckers. Like you fooled me twice. Like I really, I didn't finish the the last remake. And then I did not finish Ar- Arceus, Arceus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you guys really liked that. Um, and it wasn't my thing. Although I respected it. I respect it. It wasn't my thing. This new one, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go back for a third try with this. Even though I want to like Pokemon. Like, I want to not, no, let me, I don't want to not, I don't want to like it. I don't want to say that I'm, I'm liking it because it, that implies that I dislike it. I do not dislike Pokemon. Um uh, James, I know you were joking earlier about me hating it. I promise I don't. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I, I just wish that I could enjoy or see what you guys see in it. That's where I'm kind of at. And so with Violet and Scarlet coming out, I was like, all right. I probably, I don't know if I'm actually going to buy this one because I don't want to get fooled for a third time. Mm-hmm. But then they show four-player co-op. And I'm like, God damn. <sighs> are they really gonna get me to buy a third pokemon game only for me to play it for like 10 hours before throwing in the towel I mean, maybe there are four maybe. of us there are four of us it's quite possible it is quite um, possible that that is like the thing i think for me like after watching this trailer i think that's the thing that would get me to to buy it. i need to know more about it they were very vague so far they were just like hey get your buddies you can trade battle and then explore quote unquote explore i don't know what that means yet so let me figure out what the parameters are or is it like we could do the whole campaign together i that would be really generous i'm not expecting that but if it's something significant, then, you know. I mean, I feel like that's what they meant by it. Only due to the fact that you can go pretty much any way you want to mm. in this game. There is no determined story route. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. So in theory, we could all like run off, hit our own gyms, and then come back and see how we do like after a gym. See, but that, that goes into speculation. So my... When I when I hear that, I'm thinking, damn, does that mean when we like depending on like the order that we tackle certain gyms, does that mean like that gym leader has since we have like a certain amount of badges, does that mean they're gonna use this particular team against us? Because if that if that's the case, that's dope. But I feel like that's giving them way too much I'm expecting too much out of that. So I'm thinking they mean that you could sort of sort of like in Pokemon Arceus, 
they gave you that hub area, that open world, and they sort of just let you just do whatever. So maybe that's what they mean. Because honestly, I know a lot of people that when they started the game, because it was so quote-unquote open and they got to do what they wanted to do, they legit spent like the, their first like 15, 20 hours of the game in like that first initial area just catching Pokemon. That so, was me. So to me, that's what I hear when they say that you can go and do what you want because a lot of people love that about Arceus. Hmm. So, but no, no, my biggest thing is, and I'm surprised you didn't say it, stream, or if you're watching this live, y'all, look at this. Hold on, let's pause this. Who, look at, look at this character right here. You see that? Oh, I already know which one you're you looking see, at. You see the hair? <laughs> yeah, it is pretty good. Game Freak, yeah. thank you. We can finally, we can finally actually make black characters. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. No, not not doing it yet. I need to see more options first. Oh yeah. Because well, <laughs> if mean, it's like if it's this and like three others, I'm not. It's not enough. I mean, you know, we're gonna get. It's this in an afro. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, that in afro. That in. This and afro in one of these. Yep. We're in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sad. Yeah, I, my like me going into it, like I sort of like they 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 cut this trailer like in a certain way where they were showing stuff, but they really weren't showing stuff, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, for me, I want to know, is this the same gameplay engine that they're using in Pokemon Legends? Like, are This we, feels like it. It feels <laughs> like it, but it, I would not be surprised if they fucking hoodwink us. And it ends up being, like, uh, Sword and Shield. I, I thought people were going nah, around bro. saying that people weren't, like, able to move in battle, like in Arceus or, you know, that type of thing. Oh, you know what? You're right. I didn't see. I don't think we saw on. No, we didn't see. I don't know if the way they cut the trailer, like everything was very static. But you did see them do the the crouch walking up on a Pokemon like you would in Arceus. She sneaks up on that um, that seed looking thing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For a three minute trailer, this was surprisingly like more of a tease than anything. This wasn't a deep dive at all by any means. Um, this and the Sonic trailer could have like swapped times. I would be so happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. So it's I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, they, we got a date. I think November, November eighteenth, uh, twenty twenty two. So it's coming out this year, which is which is wild. This is like the most that we've it, seen Pokemon games yes. be released. That's the third game in one year. Third? The remake, yeah, the remake was in November. Oh, last year, yeah, you're right. Mm, yep, yeah. and then RCS like a few months later, yeah. Damn, and, and and that's so. I wonder at this point, are they? I guess they're. I guess they're sort of catering to their fans because, like, I I'm like, yo, just in my veins, I I'm ready for my next hit. Let's get it. So I don't know. Here it, we are. It, here we are. I I want to see more though. I I want to hold my judgment. James, did you talk about this yet? Did you say what you what you thought? Um, I mean, it would just it felt like Arceus to me. I'm I'm happy for it. I'm ready to see what else there is to go with it. Um, shoot, they're stepping it up with the the version differences. Two different professors now. That's that's new. Uh, what else? But yeah, I mean, nothing really. It just kind of feels like Pokemon. Got to see more. Got to see what the real uh, hook is and how they're going to do this whole story where you kind of just go where you want to. 
know what would be, not. You know what would be hmm? dope if we get a Pokemon game where like it truly is open. But let's say if you don't, let's say if you're not into battling like that. Let's say if you want to go along the route of like just breeding Pokemon, you could you could sort of do that. Or if you want to do like the Pokemon competitions, you could sort of like there's like a there's there's like a gameplay loop for those people. But I think that's 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 is it is it I don't even think it's fair to say like that's too ambitious because it's 2022. Mm-hmm. Po- Pokemon the the, the uh, Game Freak Pokemon company has made so much money in the past in the past like five ten years off of Pokemon. It doesn't make sense that we're not getting like these like I don't want to say they're not triple A games because they are triple A games, but I we could get more out of this. We could... You want to know why we're not getting this competition? Because the last because the last time that Pokemon really tried to like push push itself, people didn't like it. That's Pokemon Black and White. Like, going back and thinking about it, that game had the biggest change from game to game in the series, and I think it sold one of the worst, if not the worst seller. At least at launch. Yeah. Because it was too much going on. Or, or hear me out, you know, the, the, I think Pokemon just celebrated the 25th anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's get like a, let's get like a more mature Pokemon game. I, I'm tired of playing, I'm tired of playing a game as a fucking 10 year old. Hey, have you seen those professors? They're getting pretty mature. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you want someone that like follows like the the uh the manga style of Pokemon? Mm-hmm. Oh god. <laughs> like it's it's going down. Like I'm after you. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it seemed like they were almost going in that direction with Arceus with the uh, with the trainer actually fucking dying or like getting knocked out. Like the Pokemon would actually try to kill you. Oh yeah. You're right. That's a good point. Maybe we'll get there, Chris. Yeah. So, hmm. um, but you know, it's still early. Uh, we'll, we'll probably see another trailer, maybe like an actual direct, uh, maybe towards the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's what they do. They they sort of like drip feed us these things, and uh, we won't hear anything for a couple of months. So, uh, let's 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 see what they do next time. Maybe they decide to show something off in the game. You know what? Before we do. Let's think about the one thing that did show us. What do you guys think about those legendaries? Overdesigned. Overdesigned. Like <laughs> I did not like them. Like, I, but I, 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 I thought it was like a oh, Digimon at, at first. That that uh that violet one. Mm-hmm. He has literally like jets. It just I don't know. It was crazy. I don't think there's much distinction between the two. Um, let, me put, let me put it back on the screen because it, it it it's I don't know. I feel like they just. At this point, they have like an AI for Pokemon, and they they just sort of like put in things like, "Hey, this is what we want," and it just like it. I don't know. I just look at look at the the month like the Pokemon on the left, the one for um for Scarlet. Scarlet? Yeah, like so. So I'm guessing these are both Dragon types, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It just it it just. It, it looks like maybe one of their kids designed a Pokemon, and they're like, oh, let me actually turn this into something. The one on the right reminds me of Lunala. I can see that. Like, the same color scheme. Hmm. Weird. But yeah. yeah. That's all. So, that's Pokemon. Um, next up, let's talk about how Sony is producing a Horizon, Gran Turismo, and God of War adaptation. 
if we must. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the most that we know about this is actually the Gran Turismo one. Funny enough, um, that's going to be a that's actually going to be a movie, not a TV show. So I believe Horizon and God of War will be television series. Um, God of War at Amazon, I think, and mm-hmm. then uh, Horizon at Netflix. So, uh, I would say that, well, first of all, with Gran Turismo, we know that Neil Blomkamp is directing that film. Neil Blomkamp has done um, District 9, like, what, 10, 15 years ago, however long that was, and, and such hits as Chappie uh, and Elysium. Was Chappie the boxing robot? Mm-hmm. No, uh, well, I think so. it was a robot. It was a robot. Did he box? Is that the one with Hugh Jackman? No, that's Real Steel. Okay. Ah. Yeah, that, that's the one that I saw with uh, old, should I should I watch that alum, uh, Shannon, back in the day. Remember that? Whoa. Yeah, yeah it's a throwback, right? <laughs> yeah, it's be back on that one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chappie, Chappie. So, Ch- Chappie, you know, you look this isn't should I watch that? I don't have. I don't know if I'm going to go into uh, the <laughs> the critical uh, <laughs> analytics for Chappie here, but um, needless to say, you know Neil Blomkamp is an ambitious human being, um, and him doing a Gran Turismo movie is very interesting because it just doesn't seem like it fits his wheelhouse. Um, and what do you do with a Gran Turismo movie? The only thing I can think of is you just go full camp with it and do a Fast and the Furious or something. But if you do that, it's really weird to do that with Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo is like this classy series with like elevator music like right. in, the, in the menus. Super so, grounded re- racing. Exactly. Literally motorsport. So I don't, I don't know what you do with something like this. Um, I don't know. I think a Horizon and God of War are more easy to visualize for obvious reasons. Those have actual narrative through lines. Um, but yeah. So for God of War, or do you do you know if we're getting God of War like this uh, this new trilogy, or are we getting like OG like Ghost of Sparta, God of War? I don't think I don't think that they've said um, yet. Hmm. But I would want. I mean, being selfish, I would want the like this new trilogy or i guess it's not a trilogy anymore right there's only going to be two of them yeah um but i mean but that's because i think that's the story is strongest there i'm sure that there's a lot of people who will want that old ghost of sparta i just think that's less interesting to me a lot, um, a lot of yelling yes a lot of yelling uh, a lot of killing a lot of a lot of a lot <laughs> um hmm. what if they found a way to mesh the two like, like tone tone down yelling Kratos to more thoughtful Kratos, but put him in Ghost of Sparta setting. Or he does he pissed off? Or give us Ghost of Sparta in like flashbacks while they're while they're doing the current uh, games. Yeah, that's just the I don't know, man. The thing about doing a movie about a, a series that you're currently making that just seems kind of weird to me. Like, why would I watch the God of War show and just play the God of War game and get the same story? Because I think there's going to be a large contingent of people who are never going to play that game, mm-hmm. but they would, but they would watch the show. Like my dad, for instance, would totally watch. Like he would definitely be into a God of War show. He's never going to pick up a controller or watch me play. Like, 
that's just never going to happen. Um, so that's why, that's why I think it's a good question, James. That's a great question, but I think that's, that would be the answer. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just hope that they, 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 I guess they do it right. Like at this point, just pull, just pull in the, the writers from the, from the games. Just get the, get, get the right people uh, to do this. I don't want, we, we don't want another Halo situation. We don't want to. We don't want a Halo situation where like the the creators are like, "Oh yeah, I've never played the video games, but uh, we did what we could." I don't understand how you can be in development for this many years and you can find a single fan to direct the movie, or at least educate the director on the game. Like what? <laughs> I think we're starting to see like adaptations that seem to care, like the Sonic movies. You know, I know those aren't like you know high art, but like they're good. So, no, for what no, they are, no, you know the, the, those Sonic movies are actually pretty good. Let's 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 give let's give those movies some respect. Like, well, I, okay, well, I said they're not high art. Which, hey, come on, if that's the argument, then, <laughs> then are you trying to tell me you weren't blown away by the drifting um go kart golf cart into the explosion? It was impressive. I don't even remember that. Was that in two? Yes, the wedding subplot. I do remember that. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Sure. There's, there are things. Okay, so I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna just sit here and go like, yeah, Sonic Two is a great movie, guys. Like, it's not that kind of movie, but it's a good adaptation of a video game property. It does everything that it should do. It doesn't mm. like, it's not a slave to the lore of the games. But it's like it's it's palatable to a ninety minute you know hundred minute format, however long those movies are. Like I think that those movies are a great example of a video game adaptation done right. Probably the best one. Not saying much, but like you know that's what we got right now. And I do think that The Last of Us has a shot of being pretty good because it is an HBO production. Um, generally, they invest in like really interesting stories, even if they're not good. They're they're ambitious usually. Um, not to mention that, um, what's his name? Neil, is it Neil Druckmann? Mm -hmm. Um, the Naughty Dog, like they're involved. They're not like, I don't think deep, deep, deep in the creation of it. Like that show has a showrunner. That's not like anybody from that studio or anything like that. Like the showrunner is someone from TV, but they have still let naughty dog in to that process and been like hey here's what's important from the games here's what you should be paying attention to so i think that has a shot of being good as well and apparently uncharted was all right i didn't see it but but people said that was okay yeah so mm. i don't know um i sort of i feel i feel with you about like the grand turismo too i don't see where like i don't see where they're gonna go with that um what about horizon horizon i guess sort of would make sense seeing how like the game has like this you know i don't know like that's that that was my complaint was that it was like too cinematic not cinematic but like there's like there's a lot of cutscenes and a lot of like storytelling so it, I, I guess that would that would work well for the show right the thing that i'm worried about with horizon is especially on a tv basis we got to deal with the cgi because mm -hmm. those dinosaurs have to be killer or it's just not gonna make the show the same way like cause even for even for the game, like the human enemies are cool, but you're really there for the mecha dinosaurs and, mm -hmm. and animals and stuff. So James, you're hitting on a point that I was actually is a great point I was about to make, which was like the budget for Horizon has to be extremely high, 
And that's funny that Netflix just picked it up because if, if you've been looking at, you're paying attention to Netflix in the last month, they've been having a lot of issues and they yep. have actually started like not committing to be like, as, as of this recording today, they just announced that they're no longer doing like big budget, you know, uh, projects, like as far as movies go. And um, Stranger Things 4, or season 4 just came out, and that was, I think, $250 million for the whole season. Jesus. Um, that is, like, the most expensive television production of all time. Um, I don't think – I don't know if a Horizon gets that kind of budget. I don't know if the Netflix of today is going to do that. So, mm. yeah, I mean, to James's point, like – what do you do? Like, what What do you do? How good is the show going to look? How much are you going to focus on the machines? Or is that going to be kind of an element in the background? Can it be an element just in the background? I don't know. It's going to be, um, they're going to make Horizon uh, slash Love is Blind, I guess. I don't know. They're going to start mixing up their reality what? TV shows into it. Yeah, what if it, maybe <laughs> it's just the story of Zero Dawn. Instead of the Aloy part of the story. That. I didn't think about that. Huh. Maybe. Because I could get away yeah. with more, like, killer robots than you could, like, variety of animals, yeah? Right. Yeah, yeah. That would be much more of a human story. You're not. You're relying less on effects. That's actually yeah. a good point. I could, I could see them doing that, definitely. If they, if, especially if they're trying to, like, pull back from these high production, production costs. Mm-hmm. Um... Damn, yeah, that's a good point. If they decide to do that, I wonder what that does to Aloy's story when you meet her, because a lot of the intrigue of that first game is her discovering, like, what what has gone on with the world, and to the player, that's the exciting part. So I wonder, like, if they just, if they go that route, which I don't think is a really a bad idea, how do you structure the mystery around Aloy and make that compelling for the viewer still? Because as she's figuring it out for like 10 hours or however long the series would be like this, the viewer already knows what's happening. They already understand like what's going on in a way. It's almost like getting the prequel first. Right. Mm. So maybe structured in more of a flashback sequence type of show. Yeah. Like each episode could be Aloy stumbling upon some ruin. Yeah. And you focus more on like the human aspect of that, perhaps, mm-hmm. like for episodes. Yeah, I could see something like that. Yeah, it's not a bad idea at all. Yeah, I'm curious. This out of all the three of these, I'm actually the most curious, like logistically, how they would handle Horizon. I think the other, well, Gran Turismo is kind of just a big question mark in general. But like, <laughs> I could just see. I guess I could just see cars of that. Like, I, I it's not hard for me to visualize that and god of war seems straightforward but yeah horizon is like a big gamble especially for netflix right now yeah that'd be freaking cool yeah so i guess we'll we'll see more like any word on like when production is going to start on any of these no i think god of war and horizon are like really early okay i don't even think they i don't even think they have showrunners attached or anything like that yet yeah so i, I guess we'll, we'll sort of just i guess see uh, as like that story develops, where it goes, and of course, yeah. you know, come come ch- come check out the channel, come check out the show. We'll talk about it. Uh, next up, let's talk about respawns. Uh, their Star Wars Jedi Survivor coming out in twenty twenty three. I'm excited. I li- I liked um I liked the first one. I need to play that actually. I keep meaning to. Oh, you haven't played it? 
I have not. It's on Game Pass. I should mm-hmm. definitely check it out. Yeah, I think um, I I don't know if I read or I was like listening to someone talk about it, but this uh, the second game is supposed to have like a darker tone to it. I mean, I guess it makes sense with a survivor tagline. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, big fan of the um, first game, um, which is like a shocker because the this this essentially was like Star Wars Dark Souls, hmm. and I actually made it through the whole game mm-hmm. and enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, you know, sign me up. I'm ready for it. I guess cl- closer to the second rather than Dark Souls, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm here for it too. I'm, anytime you can throw a lightsaber in my hand, I'm here for it. So yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back and play this first one. I've, I've meant to do that for like the last year or so now. So I think this announcement is gonna kick start my desire, and my plate's kind of empty right now. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll t- I guess once again talk more about that when more news comes out for it. Um, Microsoft confirms that it's taking a new approach with this game streaming device. This is actually news to me. What's uh, what is this about? So you know, there's been talks that this is with their whole play anywhere incentive, there's got to be a type of streaming device that allows you to like skip over the Xbox entirely. Um, I think it was last year they confirmed they're working on their own like game streaming sticks. Apparently it seems to be uh, a bit more forward in production at this point. Is this that like square box that got leaked somewhere? Is that, was that what this is? Square box? Yeah, like I just like while scrolling on Twitter and some retailer, um, which I don't even think it was like I don't know if it was real or anything, but like it was a, it, it looked like a it looked like a, a Series X but just like shrunk down. It was just like a square box. Maybe I haven't seen that one. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean Xbox, they uh, they continue to try to get. They're trying to make gaming accessible, which I really appreciate. Um, they did that with Game Pass. They did that with their streaming service. Um, if you haven't used their streaming service, it's actually pretty good. Um, I've been able to sort of like um, use it at work because where I work in Atlanta, we get the 5G ultra wideband, and like it's it's it feels it feels pretty good. It's pretty responsive now. So and you know just the the ability to see a game get added and jump straight into it. No installs, no updates. Um, we're, I feel like we're inching closer, closer to that, you know, Netflix like service. Um, so if it means for some people, it's so, wait, so, so I guess since it's like a streaming stick, it's essentially like, yeah, like a Chromecast, I guess. Yeah. A Chromecast Roku kind of do. Yeah. This is, Interesting, and the article that we pulled this from actually it doesn't indicate, and I'm I'm sure Microsoft hasn't come out and said like this is why we're doing this, but but I do wonder if it has anything to do with the restrictive nature of some of these TVs and their smart apps. Um, you know, Google goes through this quite often with Amazon. You know, with one not putting the others' apps on their devices. Um, like I think with Google. Chrome, you have an issue with Amazon Prime, I want to say, um, hmm. putting on like their video service because mm-hmm. they have like a big dispute going on quite frequently. So I wonder if that like Microsoft is just thinking eventually like 
they could be cut out of the market. Because at first, at first they were betting on smart TVs and putting the app on the actual set itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if this is just them cutting out the middleman, thinking ahead, trying to future-proof their their service. Yeah. Which is all... I mean, yeah, this is always the route that I thought they should have taken in the first place. I don't know why they just wanted to go straight to the TV. I imagine because they wanted to make it as accessible as possible to have someone not have to buy another peripheral for their thing. But I mean, if you're going to offer somebody what, like a $20, $30 stick to subscribe to your, you know, service that lets you play a ton of games, like, I think that's a pretty decent ask you know so, they're bypassing the 200 dollar box but here's my question who mm-hmm. who who are they who are they making this for uh they're making it i think for the non-traditional gamer person um the person who's not going to go out and buy a 200 300 box mm-hmm. um you know i think it's that's an easier something that you can just like plug up you know easily um, if you bundle a controller with it or anything like that, I think that makes it easy uh, as well. I mean, 30 bucks, you plug it into the TV, and that's kind of it. You're, it's a plug-and-play set, and you're just off to the races. That's that's a really easy sell, Other, rather than telling somebody to save up 300 bucks. What is, that's a Series S, right? 300 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, 300 for the box, and then, you know, got to plug up HDMI or 4K or whatever, and, like, it's just a whole thing. I think it's ease of use, accessibility. You know, you say that, but I think the thing that I'm curious about now, especially for just that casual gamer like you were saying, is streaming steady enough of a thing for the casual gamer to be like, yeah, this is worth my time? Mm. Or is it like, I paid 30 bucks for this, 20, 30 bucks for the stick, but like, my game's hella laggy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good comment. Um, and, and what I would say to that is that internet is still, like, there's a, still a lot of people who don't have, like, the best speed of internet. Um, but I would I would wager to say that, you know, as long as, I mean, if it works like Stadia, <laughs> if it works like Stadia should work, then, <laughs> then I think it might be all right. Like, I mean, as long as you're adjusting to, you know, if you're only getting, what, 10, 15 megabytes down, maybe that allows you to stream at 720p. Um, mm-hmm. If you're watching Netflix on your set, if you, hell, if you have a smart TV in general, chances are you probably have a decent enough connection to at least run these games at 1080p, probably. Mostly consistent. Um Maybe there's some peripheral. I doubt that this is going to be possible, but maybe there's some peripheral to let you like download to the stick. Again, I doubt it because the stick would probably not have that much storage on it to let you, you know, download X amount of gigs. Um, but I don't know. That's that's what I would say. I mean, your your point is valid. I, I think that's absolutely a concern that, that they should be thinking about. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I don't know if that's going to really dissuade anyone from getting it. Um, because they probably have the setup already. Now I'm trying to figure out if that downloads a distinct thing be possible. Because I think that would set it apart. If there was a way that I could just like have the files right there. Yeah, I I feel like it would have to be it would have to be a significant hard drive because these games are, I mean, we're talking about Series S, Series X titles. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, there's like tens. You know what 20 30 gigs depending on the game of course 20 30 gigs um we were talking about jedi fallen order that game was like 80 gigs um you know that's probably not going to fit on a stick like that 
that's my guess mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I don't know how that would work i would love for it to work that way i just don't know if it if it would um maybe not now yeah maybe not now i i would say that you would have to put on the like put on the box like the disclaimer would be if you have this speed you're going to get this output at like mm-hmm. 720 or 1080p or whatever um, you know, have a speed of above 100 megabytes if you want 4K consistently. I, mean, I, I think it's it's a it's consistent. Anytime like these streaming services come out, that they do have that disclaimer. Like I know, that okay. I've, I've seen it with Stadia. I've seen it with um, PlayStation Now. Um, yeah, I mean that's a, that's like a go to because that's what people are gonna ask. People are gonna ask, cool. people are gonna ask um, like what resolution they'll be able to get, but then also how much data streaming these things will like cost. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, there, a lot of people are still data capped, uh, yep. so it, it, it this may not be a thing for everybody. So, yeah, it's uh, like like you know, we'll, we'll so I guess we'll sort of see when they officially announce it. Like you said, this is something that um, is sort of in development right now. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap it up for the episode with this last story: Summer Game Fest. Uh, we got the partner list out. And uh, Summer Game Fest has always been pretty good. I think that this is essentially what's replacing E3. Yeah, that's actually part of why it's here in our news list, because this is the beginning of June. Can you believe it? Um, And, you know, E3 is no more. Uh, E3 got canceled for this year. They say for this year. I say possibly forever. Um, when we were not recording these episodes, so I actually thought it would be prudent to sort of talk about these topics and maybe discuss: is this necessary, uh, or what our thoughts are about Summer Game Fest? Maybe like, is E three? I we've had this discussion before. We've talked about whether or not we think E three is relevant. But I guess now is the, an appropriate time to resurface that conversation now that some of this news is out. E three is dead, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's it's literally the same thing with a different name. It's what it feels like. Absolutely. Starting with this partner list, so I'm not going to read off the whole list, obviously. But like some of the big hitters, we got Two uh, K on here, Capcom. Um, you know, uh, the Warner Brothers is here, uh, EA, Epic, uh, they're all there, Devolver Digital, and then some of the biggest hitters like PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, um, you know, they're on there. I see, I saw Sega on there as well. So, this is a really significant list. Like, this isn't just a you know, oh, we just got a few people, like, these are E3 style, like, marquee names. Mm-hmm. Um, that they've got also something else that I thought was interesting was the AMC theater chain. Uh, if you're in the US, uh, is showing the opening fest on the day of. So I think that's actually like next week. I think it's next Thursday as of this recording. So uh, June 9th. Um, and they used to do that for E3, the opening show, I believe, or at least like some of these things did. I think uh, PlayStation did it, I think, mm-hmm. and Microsoft. Um, so the fact that the AMC theaters are showing the festival is kind of a big deal. Um, and also that there is a media only event called play days. And so, uh, Greg Miller, uh, from kind of funny actually tweeted this out and said that uh, he and, and a few of uh, his co-hosts were headed down to Los Angeles to go to this event. Reason why I thought this was significant enough to bring up is because this honestly is getting back to what E3 actually was 
E3 was never about like this fan thing, this fan event where you just go stand in the line and play a bunch of games. It was really it, it's a, it was a trade show. It was a place where only media could go and get impressions. That actually tapered off and had less and less to do with the show as it wore on, and it became actually really frustrating for media to provide uh, written previews and get behind closed doors, uh, you know, uh, demos of a lot of these games and, and schedule appointments and things like that. Anybody in the media industry, if you listen to them talk about E3, they expressed how like frustrating it was as a media person and how pointless it kind of felt like as a fan because you'd be standing for like eight hours in a line to play one or two games and that was kind of it. So you might have better luck at like uh, PAX or, you know, Comic-Con or something like that. Um, something that is actually consumer focused. So anyway, I just wanted to, well, before I go on, I mean, any comments or thoughts about any of that so far before we get to the larger point here? Um, so going back on the point that them showing it at AMC, um, I wonder if that means we're going to get like a, like a, like a mega drop, like a big announcement that opening night. I think it's possible. Is there a schedule who's going to be on opening day? Or is it just, what's the who's going to be there in general? Um, I don't know if they have an opening day list. Uh, we just have a general partner list so far. Hmm. I would expect to see, um, at, I, well, Microsoft has a show next day. You know what they might have? I think Microsoft will, would probably be there, but it might be a, hey, come check out, tune into the Microsoft show in a few days type of thing which they've done before mm. yeah i'm That's not con i don't think nintendo will really have much to show and uh because they haven't i don't even they're think they're not even on the list right um and playstation will have their state of play so who knows what they may show it's possible but i'm just ready for yeah. the devolver digital showcase that's always fun <laughs> yeah 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 we need that for sure so yeah, I mean, with all of this news here, um, and with not really being a thing anymore, I mean, these th I mean, this is basically E3, um, this summer game fest, and it seems to be consolidated not across like three months as it was previously, but just one. Um, and I think that's helpful. It's not going to be this long drawn out thing, and we're going to get a blast of gaming news in in one segmented like kind of you know time frame. Mm -hmm designated this time yeah i i think the time the time for trade shows I, I think is over uh man i i think that for how we used to know them when we were kids growing up i i just that time has passed um the the companies don't need your don't need the attention of the esa or any of these parent organizations anymore they just they just don't they can do a direct or send out a tweet saying tune in at this time and get your attention directly direct to you so mm -hmm. nintendo was way ahead of the curve uh when it came to that i mean let's let's be real a lot of uh i feel like a lot of these shows especially like you know uh, e3 or you know the summer game fest is only is honestly set to get consumers excited for what's coming up in the uh the fall um, of course, we get games, we see games that, you know, get announced and we don't see for a couple of years. But, like, the, the biggest draw, the biggest, like, reason that they're doing this is just to get you excited. They just want you to pretty much, they, they, they want to get their, their pre-orders set. They want their, um, 
I don't know, they just want that overall buzz to, like, get them going into the holidays, get them going into the fall, which goes into the holidays. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I want to see, I want to see what we're, what we're going to be playing this holiday season. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I'm always going to love gaming news, like a, a big blast of it. Like I'm, I'm always going to be down for that. So yeah, let's see, let's see what we got uh, in store. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that is episode um, one one twenty four. Live yeah. live streamed on YouTube, where the where the, where afterwards the episode doesn't disappear after thirty days. It'll live forever. It'll live forever. Ever. Hey. Yep, they'll they'll get to see how I fucked up the intro this this episode. It wouldn't be a show without it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, what what uh, what we got going on? What, what, any shout outs? As always, shout out to you for listening. Mm-hmm for being here hanging out with us live if you found us on youtube good on you because i don't think did you did we tweet this out even uh no nah see if you found us live you was a real real one shout out to you (laughs) yes and if you did catch us here and you like what you heard go ahead follow us on all of our socials that's going to be should i play that um definitely hit us up on the audio homepage over at apple Podcasts. should i play that question mark uh and leave us a like a rating all that good stuff it really helps with our visibility five stars really appreciate it five yes. five stars on apple and five stars on spotify because i heard spotify started doing the ratings too so yes i think yeah. that's right yeah hit us up thank you hit us up. hit us up on that hit um hit me up on social media that's jay blackrod hit me up on the virtual kickback um and I'm 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 gonna plan to stream some more, so be on the lookout for that too. So with that, we are signing out for another episode. You, you may see us next week. Let let's let's see what happens. Who knows? Who knows? Three, no? But we'll see, we'll see you next time, everybody. Stay beastly. Peace.